It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hey now. Welcome to a brand new week of After 9, everybody. Scott and Kat ready to go with all the content you've been dreaming of. <laughs> oh, speaking of dreaming, though, I this was so freaky, Kat. Yesterday afternoon, I took a nap because I'd played an early morning round of golf. In fact, I finished golf right before that monsoon hit us yesterday. Took a nap. Woke up thinking, ugh, I'm still dragging. I could use some sugar. It's humid out. Ice cream would be great. I would really love some ice cream. Of course. And it was ice cream day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yesterday was National Ice Cream Day. Well, that's perfect. So I woke up thinking about it and craving it. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just go over to McDonald's and get myself one of those dollar cones. Grab my wallet, open the front door, and what do I hear? Ice cream truck literally turning onto my street. Oh, my gosh. What are the odds of that? It was such a weird coincidence, but I was like, hell yeah. Give me that ice cream. What did you you get off the truck? It's been a long time since I got anything off an ice cream truck. I don't even know. What do they they have still? Do they still have that baseball mitt thing with the gumball in the middle? Is that still Uh, a thing? They do still have that. And they've got the, it looks like a ghost from Pac-Man that's got the gumball nose in it. Yes. They still have those. They'll make you a banana split. They'll make you a sundae. But I just went for a good old fashioned twist. Nothing wrong with a little chocolate and vanilla in a cone. It's and great. What well, Did you do a waffle cone? Because you never had a waffle cone, you freak. Oh, fuck. Listen, I know people are weirded out by the fact that I've never had a waffle cone. But I did actually ask him. He was sold out. Turns out I wasn't his only customer. No more waffle cones, so I just got a regular cone, and it was delicious. Well, listen, Scott, it was sold out for a reason. It's because it is the only option. But I guess that's fine. You had the regular cone. Regular cone, and it was good. The only problem was, four bucks for an ice cream cone? Really? (laughs) Seemed a little high. Yeah, now you sound like an old man. Four dollars for this cone? When I was a kid, it was a quarter. Cat, I mean, seriously. When did it go up that much? It's a dollar at the McDonald's that I can see from my house. I was just a lazy fuck yesterday. That's why I didn't want to drive. You supported this guy in his ice cream endeavor if it was his vehicle that he owned himself. So good for you. You supported him. And I felt like a bit of a loser, too, because I'm standing there. You know how you wait on the curb for the truck to pull up? And then he does. And I thought, I really hope I'm not wasting this guy's time because I haven't carried cash since a couple of days before we went into lockdown back in March. I have no cash on me. So I'm thinking, would an ice cream truck have debit? I don't know. (laughs) They take debit. And they have tap. It was fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. So in case you're wondering, my ice cream truck, at least, has tap, and you can pay with debit. And if you hear that magical sound coming down the street that reminds you of your youth, Mm -hmm. don't deprive your children. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. You're at that age, too. Soon your girls are going to hear the ice cream truck. Oh, yeah. uh, And and they're going to be like, let's fucking go. (laughs) Nothing excites my daughter more than ice cream. And we don't like I mean, only if there's like a party or a special occasion, she gets it. So we did have a birthday party to go to over the weekend. My niece and nephew is fine. 
But I told her, it's funny because I actually told her about the ice cream truck because it, it happens to go around their neighborhood a lot. So they were talking about it. And Jacqueline was extremely confused. What do you mean a truck of ice cream? So <laughs> I, <laughs> I What is this magical unicorn <laughs> of snacks that you speak of? Basically. So I explained it to her and she just lit up with excitement. She's like, is it coming to our street? I was like, I don't know. But when it does, we'll hear it. And you can most definitely have an ice cream. And so now I, I think there's no way out of it. I absolutely absolutely have to get her an ice cream cone no matter even if I'm about to serve dinner and that sound comes on I got to do it it's I, I remember that feeling as a kid it's funny how certain things never go away and that feeling when the ice cream truck all the kids in the neighborhood just stopped playing and looked at each other like fuck yeah it's time let's well, go you know me always trying to think of new ways to make money on the side yesterday I had I thought it was an epiphany Right now, we've got this truck just driving around from street to street to street, handing out $4 ice creams. I mean, he's got to be making like three seventy-five dollars per transaction. It's crazy how much money they make on a busy day. And I thought to myself, if people are willing to, to shell out major markups for the convenience of having ice cream delivered right to their front door, what if I created the Scott Fox bar car? And I would drive through the street ringing a bell or playing some shitty music to try to attract people to the fact that, <laughs> hey, if you want a martini, come on over. Or if you want some sangria, here you go. We're making it up in here. Rum and Coke? No problem. Okay. We got it. You could make a killing off my neighborhood alone. You could make a killing off my street if you did that. Well, think of how excited adults would get if they heard the bar car coming. Yep. The same way kids get when they hear the ice cream truck. If we could do that, that'd be phenomenal. Could you imagine you're just like hanging around? You're doing the shitty lot. Like, that's the thing. With kids, they're all playing. They're having fun anyway. They don't need the ice cream. For us, we're working hard. We're in the garden. We're pulling weeds. We're mowing lawns. We're cleaning things. We're cleaning our cars. And then all of a sudden, what do you hear? Beyonce and Megan the Stallion Savage. It's the mm-hmm. bar car. Yep. Sassy. Bougie, ratchet, yeah, get me a Jack and Coke. Let's Sign go. Sign me up. I'll do it. Make it nice and cold. Extra ice, friend. Yeah. I think it's good. I, I will look into that. I'm almost confident there is zero chance they would give me a liquor license nope. for that, but you never know. There's no you way. Never know. This is Doug Ford's <laughs> Ontario, so who knows? Maybe. <laughs> There's no way, but you can dream, and we can all dream about it. That sounds fabulous. Speaking of cars and alcohol... This story from Minnesota, it showed up on Reddit this weekend. A guy was walking through North Minneapolis, and he noticed a sign, so he took a picture of it. You can see that sign right now at scottandcat.ca. Some poor fucker went out on a bender, and hey, your first time out after the, the lockdown that we all went through, depending on what stage you're in, whether or not you can go to a bar... This guy went out and lit it up. He got smashed, but he did the responsible thing. He didn't drive. He parked his car. But now that he's sobered up and the bender is over, for the life of him, he cannot remember where he parked his car. All he knows is it's on a side street somewhere in one of the counties, Hennepin County, somewhere in North Minneapolis. But he doesn't know. So he put up these signs like like you would do if you lost your dog or your bird flew away or your cat ran away. Lost car instead of lost pet. He'd like you to call him if you've seen his car because he just cannot find it. That and, and like you mentioned, so he was trying to do the right thing. Was he drunk at the time, though? This is confusing. Was he drunk at the time that he parked the vehicle? 
friend drove. They both got loaded. Neither of them can remember where the car is parked. And they couldn't even remember, even though they parked it as a sober them. But when they after they were drunk, they couldn't remember. Yeah, so uh, driver got drunk when they went to the bar. Person who owned the car, he was drunk from the start. And they have no idea where this car is. I don't know how many side streets there are in northern Minneapolis, but I have to imagine it's quite a few. Think of it as uh, Toronto. <laughs> it's somewhere between, say, the DVP and the 427 north of, say, Bloor. Well, shit. That's brutal. How many possible streets could that be? There's got to be hundreds of them. That's brutal. I hate losing my car for, like, five minutes because I've been there before where I'd say the maximum, not even five, I'd say the maximum time I've lost my car in a parking lot, probably four minutes where I've gone out to the complete wrong end of the mall kind of thing, forgetting that I parked on the other side and then I have to make the embarrassing trip either back through the mall, for example, or across the entire parking lot like a loser. Uh Yeah. But it's never lasted more than five minutes. Okay, so I've got a couple. Uh, One time I was at Universal Studios and Universal has the above ground parking and those are massive lots. I mean, absolutely huge. So I parked my car and I went into Universal. I came out and I was hot and sweaty, but I'd had a great time. And for the life of me, I could not remember if I was on the SpongeBob level or if I was on the Indiana Jones level. But either way. Or whatever it was. They named them after different movies that they feature at Universal Studios. Right. And And they all look exactly the same. I couldn't remember. And it would have been a lot easier if they would just number it. You're on floor three, floor four, floor five. Instead of a movie, I don't know. I like a lot of different movies. How am I supposed to know which one I parked my car on? So that (laughs) was confusing. Second thing is, there's a few spots here in southern Ontario that are very, very elusive. I'm looking at you, Yorkdale. I'm looking at you, Square One. Some of those malls are just massive. Yeah. I swear, I've gone in a door at Yorkdale, and I parked right near the door. I've come out the exact same door, and now the sport check is gone, but there's the bay. I swear, that's the exact same door. And it's not. I can't find my fucking car now. So then you got to wander around the mall like an asshole trying to figure out where you parked. Yep. And then you do, and I know we've talked about losing your car before, but I just do that. I'm just uh, pretend like I'm on the phone or I'm busy or I'm meant to go walk around that area even though my car's (laughs) not there. I'm just doing a tour. I'm just here for, I'm a parking lot enforcement agent on the side. I'm doing undercover operations. That's why I'm here. (laughs) In my head, I got to make it seem like, act cool, cat. Act cool. That's all you can do. No, and really, I've completely lost track of my car. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really easy to do. And wow, what are the odds? There's another uh, gray Mazda 5 on the roads. Of course, there's fucking thousands of them. It's not easy sometimes. But anyway, uh, he is looking for his car. And if you want to see that story and read the note that he put up, I thought it was pretty good. Just go to scottandcat.ca. Over the weekend, we found out the Blue Jays will not be able to play in Toronto this year. Shut down by the feds. Just shut down. I have so many questions about this. So many questions. I'd like to know, is this political? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to know who screwed up. And you can't say nobody screwed up. Somebody screwed up here. 
either Dr. David Williams, Ontario's chief medical officer of health, and Toronto's chief medical officer of health, Dr. Eileen Davila, don't know what they're doing. Or the people at the federal level have got some other thing on their mind. They know something we don't or whatever. But it doesn't make sense that Toronto signs off on this, Ontario signs off on this, but then the feds block it. Something happened here in the background that I don't think any of us fully understands. But there has to be a reason that the I assume it would come down to Dr. Teresa Tam, right? I mean, she is Canada's chief medical officer of health. I assume this decision crossed her desk at some point, even if she didn't make the final decision. But at some point, this is Dr. Tam overruling Dr. Devella and Dr. Williams. Is that the the right way to look at it? Because I don't see it any other way. Somebody screwed up here. So I think that definitely what happens is they usually, just like the cities were run that way, right? They look go to their go-to um, officers of health or whatever the case is for that. You can't get higher than Teresa Tam. You're absolutely right. So federally, this would absolutely cross her desk. Whether she was the sole decision, decision maker on this, I don't know. But they took it seriously enough because I'm assuming that she would have said that. I, I, I don't know. But now you run into the problem of, okay... So they can't play here. Where are they playing? Because now they're talking about sharing. And anytime someone says sharing to me, well, we're experiencing a pandemic, it doesn't sound like a great idea. Oh, you're absolutely right. We shouldn't be sharing anything. And I guess the leading theory right now is that uh, the Jays could play down in Buffalo in Bison Stadium, right downtown Buffalo, which is fine. It's a nice little stadium, but it is a little stadium but it's very close to the airport and there's a lot of reasons that playing in buffalo would actually be ideal if they can't play in toronto in a lot of ways it would be even easier to play in buffalo because they don't have nearly the traffic issues that toronto has getting teams to and from the airport however it's not a major league ballpark stadium it's a minor league stadium meaning it holds less people and even though there's going to be no actual people in the stands The Jays want to play in a major league stadium, not a minor league stadium. Right. So now it looks like they're either going to play in Florida or Pittsburgh is a city that I've heard come up a few times. Mm -hmm. They could share a stadium with the Pirates. I don't think you guys should be sharing shit. Yeah. I don't think this is a good idea. And Pittsburgh's not far. It's uh, relatively close. It's central for all the flying that needs to be done here. But maybe we should go back to the original question. Why are we flying? Are you sharing that plane with any other teams? Or is it just the Jays plane for a couple of months? I know. There's, you know what? I want to be optimistic. I want to be the optimist. But unfortunately, I just think too much about this stuff. And, and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. Like, I, okay, so fine. They might find a city and they'll share. Let's say it's Pittsburgh. That's where they're going. That's where they're going to share. I just see so many things going wrong here. Like, is this season even going to be completed? Because there's so many question marks. I mean, you just asked a bunch of great questions. I don't I don't know how this is going to turn out. And it's not just baseball, by the way. It's not just the MLB. It, there's other leagues where I'm going, is this really a good idea? I'm not sure if it's going to work out. And I'm all for sports, having sports on. I'm all for, you know, people need the morale boost. I'm all for let's cheer on the teams. I miss watching sports. Holy crap. However, eh, it doesn't really mean I think that it's going to go smooth. Over the weekend, uh, <laughs> you know what the Jays should have done is they should have hired Margaret Trudeau to sing the anthem or something. <laughs> 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 you want something done at the federal level? Holy cow. 
Uh, we won't talk about it in this podcast, but the Wii scandal is getting more and more crazy. Brian Lilly from the Toronto Sun's got a great article out today uh, that delves deeper into all the real estate holdings that the Kielberger brothers have in Canada. And there's a theory floating around out there that that was Justin Trudeau's political exit strategy, that when he steps down, it'll be to take a, a very important position within an organization like we hmm. boy, oh boy. If there wasn't a conflict of interest before, there certainly would be if there's anything to that. But like I said, I'll give uh, the Toronto Sun a plug here. Brian Lilly's column today goes right into it. It's really, really well done. Today, the House of Commons in Ottawa is going to spark back up again. And today they're going to be debating extending the wage subsidy. Am I crazy or why are we even debating this? Just do it. Yeah, just do Do it. it. You know, people need it. There's a lot of businesses that I, I'm i glad they're loosening some of the restrictions because they brought this out and they touted it as the path to financial recovery back in April. But a lot of businesses couldn't qualify for it. Now they've relieved. They've relieved. There it is. <laughs> it's Monday. They've relieved some of the restrictions so that more businesses can qualify. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why every business in the country that's eligible hasn't signed up for this. Yeah. The government is paying 75% of your employees' wages. Why wouldn't you sign up for that? Yeah. And why are we even discussing not extending it? Just extend it. Have yeah. the vote. Do it virtually. I don't care if you write it down on cocktail napkins outside the House of Commons and stick them in a bin and count them up. Just vote. We don't need to go through all the pomp and circumstance. We need to get this done, though. Uh, To me, that's a no-brainer, is the wage subsidy. The CERB, however, we're hearing more and more complaints now. The latest from the Premier of Manitoba, who says it's actually creating a disincentive for people to go back to work. For those who don't know, with the CERB, you get your CERB, and that's all well and good. But after you make $1,000... You're not eligible for the CERB anymore. So the suggestion is they should revise it a little bit so that the CERB comes down as you make more. Case in point, um, there are people who will go out there and deliver, skip the dishes. And they're also collecting the CERB. So they'll get their their collection of money up to about $990, and then they're not taking any more calls. Because the other two grand they get from the government is just free money. However, maybe they would keep working if they could make, say, 1500 okay. but then get 1500 from the CERB. So there's probably some room to negotiate that. Yeah, and sure. eventually that's going to have to go away. But this wage subsidy, I mean, that's just helping out businesses. I think they should absolutely get that done. There you go. Uh, there was lots more stories this weekend of people who don't want to wear masks going <laughs> off. I can't believe it. I can't believe there's like actual like protesting and people arguing about this just because they don't want to wear a mask and i know everybody has their own reasoning for not wanting to wear a mask uh some of it's bullshit for sure um others maybe they have an okay (laughs) somewhat of an okay point but i like just wear wear your fucking mask just wear the mask i can't believe there's so many people pushing back against this authorities in michigan have arrested a woman at the scene of a pizza shop and assault (laughs) it's in grand haven This woman, her name is Tammy Rose North. (laughs) Tammy Rose. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. I like that name. So she uh, she went into this restaurant and the staff said to her, "Uh, sorry, miss, you've got to have a mask on. And in Michigan, you do have to wear a mask indoors in crowded spaces or we're physically distanced where physical distancing isn't possible. 
So this woman decided, fine, I'm leaving. You're not getting my money for your pizza. But before she left, she wanted the staff to know just how angry she was. She was going to give them the finger. But it wasn't enough to just flip them off from one side of the plexiglass. She had to reach in underneath the plexiglass into the the clean area and flip them off that way. So they saw the real thing untainted by plexiglass. So they called the cops, right? Hey, this woman's going a little crazy here in our pizza shop and she won't put a mask on. Woman tried to book it as she was peeling out of the parking lot. A cop was approaching. She ran over the cop's foot with her truck. Oh, come on. Yeah. Ran over the cop. The officer was taken to a nearby hospital and is expected to fully recover. Tammy Rose North taken into custody and charged with fleeing and eluding police, resisting arrest, obstruction of police and disturbing the peace. (laughs) Tammy Rose. Does she is is her sister, Karen? (laughs) Tammy Rose sounds like Karen's sister to me. I got another one. A California woman decided that her way of telling people at the Verizon store that she wasn't happy, they told her to put a mask on, decided the best way to do it was to drop her panties and take a piss right there on the floor. <laughs> Come on. In a 911 call, a dispatch operator told officers with the Roseville Police Department three shoppers were refusing to leave. The unidentified woman, not wearing a mask, was asked to leave several times by staff at Verizon. She refused to do so. Verizon requires customers during the pandemic to have a mask on. Three minutes later, that dispatch operator revealed to the officers that the upset woman had then started peeing on the store floor. Oh, come on. Who does that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A search through her vehicle revealed that she had also stolen several items from a nearby Dick's Sporting Goods. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Tell me they found crack. Did they find crack? Did they find no crack? crack. Ah. How is there no crack? There's ah. always crack in a story like that. Always. <laughs> I'm shocked. Nothing Damn. but the crack of her ass. That's it. That's all. Ah, <laughs> How honestly? Like, has all common sense gone out the window? I get you're angry, and and even though I disagree with you about it being an infringement on your rights. I still get how you could, in your head, justify that. Again, I don't agree with it, but I get it. You've got your principles, and that's fine. But why would you risk it all? Running over a cop's yeah. foot or peeing on a store floor just to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to end up with a criminal record for life over this mask debate? Really? Do you care that much? Is it worth it? You know, I mean, just uh, walk out of the store, say, make a note in your head. Okay, I don't like that store because they made me wear a mask, so I'm not going to go back there. That's all you got to do. That's all you have to do. You don't have to run over a cop or piss on the floor at Verizon or anything like that. (laughs) It doesn't need to be that bad. And seriously, of all the things you could pee on the floor for at Verizon, I'm sure that should be the last one you pee on the floor for. (laughs) Honestly. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of other issues at hand with those companies, okay? Mm-hmm. The mask is not one of the bigger ones. Uh, okay, last thing we're going to cover here, and then we'll get to the replay of Missed Connections. Survey done. They found that just over 1 in 20 would dump their partner for food cheating. And maybe you're saying, fuck is food cheating? Come on. So that is, I'll give you an example. So I say to my girlfriend, hey, you know what? 
I'm going to go out and pick us up some coffees. But when I go, I grab myself an Egg McMuffin. I eat the Egg McMuffin in the car on the way back and don't bring her anything. That's kind of food cheating, especially if she likes Egg McMuffins. Or uh, I, uh, uh, I don't know, I order a pizza before she gets home from work and I don't savor a slice. That's food cheating. That's so stupid. Okay, I get that it's not the same as putting a part of you in another person. No, That's physical not, cheating. We'll, we'll just come up. Like, it's not, it's not cheating. It isn't. Put it in a different category. It's being a prick. It's being a jerk. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's inconsiderate. You're an inconsiderate bitch if you do something like that. But you're not cheating on the person. This is a totally Kat, different realm. Cat, if you and I both love Cobbs and I go and pick myself up uh, one of their phenomenal cinnamon buns and don't bring one home from you or for you. I have two options. I can look you straight in the face and say to you, I had a cinnamon bun. It was delicious. And I did not get you one because I'm an asshole. I can do that. Yes. Or I can lie. And if you have to lie to your partner about where you've been or what you've been doing, that's, that's kind of how the cheating thing loops into it's this. It's a bad idea. It's a lot. You're a liar. Yes. You're not a cheater. You're just inconsiderate. You're an inconsiderate prick. And you smell delicious like cinnamon buns. You take that that wrapper and just heave it out the window on the way home? No fucking way am I bringing them one. I mean, who does that, though? You really have to question yourself if you knew you were on... It's, it's a different if you bumped into the person or, let's say, you got home and, and your significant other didn't leave for work yet and you thought for sure they'd be gone, right? I've done it before where I've shown up at my parents' house before and I thought my dad was going to be out at work, but he ended up home early, okay? So in uh-huh. that circumstance, I feel like a dick because I brought my mom coffee. I didn't know my dad was home. Otherwise, I would have brought him a coffee, right? Or maybe yeah. we've done that at work before. That's different. And still, we apologize for it. If you know where you're going, you're going home. Your significant other's going to be there. You roll up to the McDonald's window, and you know their favorite is a Big Mac, and you don't get them a Big Mac on your way home. I'm sorry, but you're just a prick. You a prick. are just a prick. Hey, and guess what? Your relationship's not going anywhere. Yeah. It can't. Not with an inconsiderate asshole like no. that living in your house. And guess what? Yes, it is your fault. It is all on you, because what kind of a dick does that? <laughs> Do you know how many people we're throwing under the bus right now? Totally. I know. I know. You know what? You can do better. Fuck them. Get yourself somebody new. Think about it. If they'll do that to you over a McMuffin or Crazy Fry, what else will they do? Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. That must be it. Right? So (laughs) the next time something like that happens, you got to be real standoffish about it. Make a much bigger deal of it than it actually is. And your partner will never be that inconsiderate again. They will never do that again. Uh, smaller scale, hey, I'll give you a great example. You go to the beer store. You get yourself a 2-4 of, let's say, Bud Light. And you know that your partner kind of really enjoys, a, a, I don't know, let's say, Bud Light Lime. And you don't pick up any beer for them. You just bring home a 2-4 for yourself. Fuck it. You should go to jail. You're an <laughs> asshole. You You're an go asshole. To jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's intense. That is intense. Because you are the scum of the earth. Yeah. That's your problem. You, you suck. You got to rot with the pedophiles and the criminals and all that other shit because that's where you belong. <laughs>
And on that, we will say, have a fantastic Monday, friends. There you go, friends. It is a missed connections Monday, too. Enjoy. Reuniting people that have had an encounter in the past and can't find each other now. This is called missed connections. Uh, First one is called patio dork. Man for woman. Okay. So I went out on a patio with some people from my bubble. And I saw you at the table almost directly across from me. Before the night's insane conclusion of us getting kicked out for being obnoxious, you stood up for us. You turned to the owner on your way out and you said, I didn't sign a consent form saying you could kick them out. They're just trying to have some fun. Not only was it a nice burn, your eyes were among the most beautiful I'd ever seen. And now this patio dork just wants to find you. I wasn't aware that you needed a consent form to kick somebody out when they're being unruly Uh, on the patio. Sounds like a Karen to me. (laughs) Doesn't it, though? (laughs) And how nice is it to have somebody kicked out just for being unruly instead of for not wearing a mask? Lovely. I love it. What What a crazy turn of events. Didn't see that coming. It must have been a refreshing change for the management of that establishment to kick somebody out for a reason other than not wearing a mask. Okay, that's great. Uh, this one oh. hails from, uh, next one hails from someone uh, that went to Laurier that has something to say. Woman for man, it's called hot for professor. I fully admit this is lame and so typical, but I was attracted to my professor of two years. We had a special connection and right up to the moment we could no longer sit in the classroom or a lab together, I truly thought we were going to hook up. Now I probably won't get the chance to. I'm finished school, and I also heard that he's transferring to a different university, and nobody knows where, for sure. To top it off, his physical description matches a lot of guys at Laurier that would often be around the campus. So, I'm sad. I guess I just wanted somewhere to share this. I would assume you know his name. That's a good way to identify somebody. That's a good start. (laughs) Professor Smith from uh, Poli Sci. Where'd you go? And am I crazy here or did it kind of sound like she was considering doing one more term just to get that prof Mm. one more time? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey, uh, listen, if you are attracted to your professor, no problem. That's part of the new university marketing scheme. They put hot professors in there, and that's what encourages you to come back and do a master's. This scheme. They're getting hotter. I swear they're getting hotter. It's not just me, right? I'm thinking about going to U of T. Oh, really? I'm going to go to Ryerson. I'm going to go to Laurier. The professors are hotter. (laughs) Okay. All right. Whatever gets you that piece of paper, I suppose. (laughs) Can't go there. Bunch of ugly ones. But here, yes. (laughs) What a weird way to rank universities. It's a good one, though. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.